So I've just got off the bus, it's Sunday, and I'm somewhere between Penge and Northwood, Norwood Junction and Crystal Palace. And I'm off to meet AJ today. She used to help Austin run the philosophy and she used to be a member of the book club. She used to come to the Travelling Through Book Club quite regularly. She's also came to lots of the events, like she came to a lot of the Vault Festival events. So a really good supporter and customer of Travelling Through. She comes from America, married to a British guy. Had real problems, I think, when she first came to, to London. But that's all changed now. And I'm just finding my way to her house now. She's invited me to, to come and have a chat with her at her place. It's a very residential area, lots of houses, flats, and a nice little green park here. I think it's almost in front of their house with lots of daffodils out. So spring, it's definitely sprung. It was a very wild evening, stormy night last night again, but it seems to have calmed down a bit for now, which is good. So I've just got to look for a yellow door, apparently. This is the Travelling Through Podcast. I'm your host, Emma, and today's guest is Amanda Cullen, known as AJ. AJ describes herself as a small-town millennial girl from Buffalo in the US. Part of her story is grappling with the visa system. This is AJ's unique story about London, the world, and life. So, I'm in... Annalee, apparently, which is between Crystal Palace and Penge. Yep. <laughs> and I'm here with AJ and also Diana the cat, who's just curling up onto yep. AJ's lap. Here. I didn't realise how much of a distraction she was about to be. <laughs> she'll be fine, she'll be fine. She'll just, hopefully, as long as she doesn't play too much with the cables, we'll be absolutely fine. Yeah. Oh, no, she's settling down. <laughs> That's great. There we go. Diana is with us. Yep. So you were just saying, Diana, you got from Battersea. From Battersea, yeah. <laughs> and she's not a hunter, as you thought. No, no. When we got her from Battersea, they said she was a, a mousing cat and um, she's caught nothing. So, um, except for maybe some of her biscuits in her pool, so um, that's okay. So, yeah, we named her Diana after the goddess of the hunt. Oh, and, right. Um, yeah, she's not quite lived up to her name, but that's okay. She looks very relaxed there. So well, yeah. At the moment. I didn't I know she was going to be joining us. Usually she goes and sits on top of the cupboard, so, but apparently she likes you. That's fantastic. Oh, well, that's yeah. good. She's, she wants to be on the podcast. Really. Yep. <laughs> So we're in Penge, well, Annalee, Annalee, sorry. Annalee, yeah. Which, which is, how, how did you come to be living in this area? So um, I, the, the, the whole reason I'm in London to begin with is because I got married. So my husband, he um, he bought the flat here before I came. Okay. Yeah. So you've, you moved to this area and have kind of just settled into yep, it. Yep, just settled in. Uh, no, no, I mean, no particular, I mean, maybe he has a story about it, but uh, I, I just, this was where we lived. This, this <laughs> so is just your home. This is just home. Yeah. Well, a very nice home it is. Yeah, too. well, thank you. <laughs> and the community around here, is it a very mixed community? Um, um, it's it's hard to know. We have, we've been living here a while, but I'm still finding my way around this community, mm. mainly because, uh, and I don't know if this is a big London thing, but I managed to work f as far away from possible as my house. Okay. Um, every single time I get a job, it seems to be far away oh dear. <laughs> so yeah so I was working in Putney before which is about an hour to an hour and a half on the tube and uh, now I work near Lewisham so that's about an hour away so really I so. feel like I spend a lot of time in the communities that I don't live in okay so because so, that's so interesting because they say the normal commute for most people is about 40 to 45 minutes yeah. but you are definitely the exception yeah to the I'm about okay. 50 minutes now so it's a, it's a big improvement but okay. yes. yeah okay and um I was trying to remember the first time that I that I met you and I think 
it was it was either you came to join the book club, travelling through the book club, or it was philosophy. It, it was, was the philosophy, was it the philosophy club. Was the yeah. first one, was it? I found you guys on Meetup because I I just time. moved here, um, and I was looking for a job um, after just getting married and finally getting all that visa stuff sorted. Um, and I was just like, oh, I don't know anybody and I need some place to go. So I just went on Meetup and being naive and new to London, I thought, oh, everything is much closer than it is. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, this is in Waterloo. That's fine. <laughs> Actually, it's nowhere near where I live. Again, <laughs> there's a theme. <laughs> so, yes, there is. Yeah. So how, how far is it from here to Waterloo? Then, um, is it again, an hour? Yeah, you? an hour. I feel, like, I feel like that's just my measure of time. Like everything seems to be an hour away. <laughs> Um, but it didn't stop you coming to no, join no. philosophy. And just coming from Putney was kind of like a circuitous way around. Of course, because you were coming yeah. quite often from work. Yeah. So just so, en route home. Kind yeah, of. kind of. <laughs> yes, the scenic route home. Yeah, the scenic route, exactly. <laughs> and then you joined the book club as well. So yeah, you yep. were part of that with us. And I know you also came to quite a few of the vault festivals. Yeah, I liked that. And we used to get all the friends together being like, oh, it's back on. Yes. They're, going, they're missing that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's on again now yeah. at the moment, but I don't know how it's progressed. It's, yeah. Know. And I know one of your favourite cakes at Travelling Tree yeah. was the, the, the vegan yeah, chocolate Yeah, the vegan cake with raspberry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I miss that cake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have this idea to maybe I should do a podcast, like a video podcast of how to make the cake. Yeah, I number... think that would be, I would I would subscribe to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, a number of people have asked for that yep. recipe. So I'm also hoping to meet up with the lady who made our cakes, oh, um, Gita. Gita, Gita. Okay. And she's now in Slovakia. So I'm going to try and do a circuitous route out to Slovakia to meet her before she heads back to Australia. Oh my goodness. And uh, talk cakes basically. Yeah. <laughs> so so maybe like we'll plan. do a video there. Yeah. But anyway, it's all about you today, oh, AJ. Okay. <laughs> no <laughs> so pressure. No pressure whatsoever. <laughs> so really the reason for this podcast is to talk about the London pool and why you came to London. Mm. Now it's very obvious why you came to yep. London because you got married. I got married. Um, you you originally were in Edinburgh and then came to London, yep. went back to America, yep. and then got married. I took a very up. long roundabout route. <laughs> and then when you finally did settle here in this neighbourhood, or London generally, mm. what challenges did you face? Was it to do with work? You were saying a little oh, earlier there, that was... Um, There's lots uh, of levels. Like originally, when we first moved down from Edinburgh, it's because my husband got a job with the civil service, and I desperately wanted to stay in the country to be with him, to... You know, I really loved being here. I, I came here to do, go to school and I just fell in love with everything, everything <laughs> including, <yes>. including him. <laughs> um, but there was just so many visa problems. It used to be that if you had a student visa, you were allowed to stay for a certain number of years to find employment. Right. Um, but they cut that to six months okay. and um, you had to have someone sponsor you. So I spent a lot of time crying oh, in, in the bedroom going, nobody will hire me because they have to sponsor me. So I ended up having to go back um, and doing a long distance relationship. And yeah, so a lot of a lot of the biggest challenges when I first came here was just visa related. So right. even, even getting married, I had to have an engagement visa, then a marriage visa, and I have to renew that visa. And it's very expensive. And yes, yeah. I think I have a, a very deep appreciation of how blessed I am to come from an English-speaking country and being a white person of a middle class because so many of the requirements that you need for the visa are just, I don't know how you would do it if you weren't in a country where you had access to a printer or access to a place where you could get your fingerprints done or, yeah. you know, spoke English. Like, it's just... Um, well, it would be a lot, lot it would harder, be It would it? be a lot. I think my, hus my husband's favourite story that was very annoying is because um, when you get the engagement visa, you've got six months to get married. And we had... Really? Yeah, you've got six months from the time you get the visa to arrive to get married. So obviously we'd been planning the wedding for a while. 
but you have to go to the town hall and uh, I think they're called bands, mm -hmm. but it, it's something slightly different. Strategy. Yeah, it's something slightly different. If you're foreign, you have because obviously nobody knows you here, so you can't announce a band because nobody knows. Yeah. So you have to go to the town hall and get all this paperwork. And we we showed up there having read the website, and the woman was like, "Well, you don't have this, you don't have that, you don't have this," and they're like, <laughs> "It's not on the website." And she looked at us and told us, "Well, we don't put that sort of thing on the website because not a lot of people can read English." And we're like. Well, but nobody reads mind reading. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. So, yeah, that was very, very stressful because, you know, goodness. you only had so many days to do so many things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the visa stuff was very stressful to begin with. I but, yeah, as, I mean, as I get older, uh, older and living here longer, um, some of the challenges now are a bit more... I guess homesignessy type things. Yeah. Because when you're when you're younger, even when I first came to Edinburgh, I was just like it was just such a determination. It was an adventure. It was exciting, and I didn't really think, you know, as you do when you're really young. I mean, yes. I'm not that old, but, but you don't think about like what you're going to be missing back home. No. And now, I mean, I turned 30 yesterday. Oh, so yeah. yeah. Congratulations! Yeah. Wow. Now I've just announced it to the world. <laughs> but like. Um, like now that I, I'm, you know, I'm starting to think about other things, like maybe having a family one day. What will that will look like? Or like I've had some of my relatives, like my grandparents and things, start to pass away, mm -hmm. and um, you just like I can't go back every time somebody dies. <laughs> like yes. I don't have the money to do that, um, and there's the guilt associated with that. And there's sometimes I had my birthday and I wanted to celebrate it with my mom or my family, but yeah. they're not here. And that's not to say that like my husband's family is lovely and they're wonderful people, and yeah. I couldn't have asked for like better people to have welcomed me here um, but there is something about something very I don't know if it's primal about your people that you grew up with and yes. having that connection so yeah so things like that yeah your like family tribe yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's not not that they're not you know my husband's family are definitely I've lived in Milkenden and been part of their family of course, but yes. it's, it's a bit different when you've got people who've grown up with you mm -hmm. um and yeah, especially it's losing family. Like, of course, yeah. yes. It's, it's a different kind of uh, adjustment that you've got to make yeah. because, of, because of the distance. Yeah. It's, it's the, luckily with internet and social media yeah, and you Skype, can, you it, can keep in contact. It's, it's much easier than it, than um, it used to be, but yeah, it's not the same. It's not the getting, same. And, getting a hug. and I think, I mean, not to go really dark, but as family members have passed away, the grieving process is very different because you're not physically there mm. and it doesn't feel real yeah um like I haven't been back since one of my grandparents passed and it's just uh, yeah it doesn't feel like real because I haven't been a part of any of the ceremony that happened and not not anybody's fault not I mean everyone wants to try and make you feel included and I feel guilty I wasn't there but yeah like life just carries on here because yes. nobody else is like in that bubble of yes. what happens when you know somebody passes away because mm -hmm. um, you do kind of like go into like the family bubble and there's all these people who knew them and loved them and you're kind of all feeling sad together and there's just like oh I'm just going to go to work and nobody knows nobody knows <laughs> yeah course, so yeah. like some of that has really driven it home so that's been like maybe the longer term challenge not an initial challenge yeah but yeah yeah but and then obviously when you first came to London it was meeting people and you did a very kind of you, yeah you conscious effort to I did I did yeah it was it was a very um yeah, like the, the it's it's anything with moving to a new place. I didn't, you know, so so many people say, oh, you're so very brave to move abroad, but it's it's the same problem as if I just moved to a different city. It's, yes. Uh, except for the visa. <laughs> yeah. So yep. it's just like yeah, meeting people and finding that first job and finding that first person that doesn't look at your resume and say, oh, your work experience is in America. Can you actually work in the UK and all that sort of thing? Mm, um, mm -hmm. So that was yeah, a lot of the initial stress was yeah, visa and job and just getting yourself like feel like you're a part 
like you actually live here. Yes. So, yeah, yes. And are you feeling more like that now, four years? Four yeah, years on? yeah. I feel more like I I live here. Like things feel a lot more normal. Like when I first came here, everything felt. I can't believe I am here. <laughs> like <laughs> even just coming to like I know you're. It's about it. Led uh, London, but like coming to Edinburgh the first time, I was like, I'm living in another country. Like <laughs> hooray! <laughs> it's like yeah. a dream come true. And then yeah, and then as you as bills come and you get like your job and you get established and you make friends and the good things and the bad things and all that sort of thing um, mixed together happens you yeah it makes the reality you, yeah so, yeah it, de- it definitely it feels less like I'm living abroad and more like I'm just living life yeah so yeah. yeah yeah that's true so you you left Edinburgh to come to to London yeah and it's because of your husband's yeah. job and do you feel kind of quite settled here now or do you see is, is that big I mean you're you've just turned 30 so yeah early days obviously <laughs> yeah family still to come yeah yeah whether you whether you have that here or you go to America I mean do you have you been back to America for any uh amount of time not really uh just for visits and like my sister's wedding and one funeral and (laughs) you know just uh, like little things um but yeah I mean I don't think we see ourselves going to America to live for a very long period of time Mm -hmm. um maybe far in the future like never say never when you've got kids maybe we want to go back and ha- let them have an experience living there being with my family a bit for I don't know six months a year who knows yeah. but that's like really far out that's like a like a vague notion that maybe that might happen okay. who knows yeah maybe yeah. it'll just be summer cap for like two weeks who knows <laughs> um, okay but yeah no I mean no immediate plans to move out but of London um, London yeah I mean like my husband's family is in Gloucester so you know who knows? Never say never. Yes. Like I, I don't, I know they would love it. I'm sure. I, I'm very nervous now because I, I, if they listen to it, they're gonna be like, "Oh yes, please be moving, please move." To <laughs> yeah, which is really, really lovely. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they want us there so badly, but I'm terrified of driving. Okay. So I'm a little bit nervous about moving to a place where I've got to drive well, all the sure. time. Actually, that's the the case for a lot of people these yeah. days. I think so. You're not alone on that, <laughs> that score for sure. Okay, I'm going to do a quick round of questions. Oh no! So this is just to kind of light things up a little okay um favorite form of london transport bus tube or something else Ooh, it depends on what i'm doing i love the bus do you i mm-hmm. like sitting on the top deck in the like the corner where you can see like the front out and the side and sometimes I'll just, if i've got a lot of time i'll just take the bus home okay <laughs> even though it's really long because i just like watching people and it's probably really creepy, but I like like looking at people's windows and just like people's windows. Yeah, yeah so seeing how just they, see how they live and like, oh, that's a lovely bookshelf, and that paint is really nice. And sometimes I'm like, oh, what are they watching on TV? <laughs> like, this is terrible. You're creepy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's just it's, I find it really relaxing. It's much slower and yeah, normally not as crowded. I take the bus to work now, and that's probably one of my favorite things in the morning is taking the bus to yeah, work. So. Yes. No, I have to say I agree with that. Yeah. And I don't think it is creepy looking. <laughs> I mean, they can close their curtains if they don't yeah. want us to look inside. I mean, I love the tube and the train for the convenience of it, but, well, sometimes the convenience of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, the bus is, uh, yeah, I just, I've got lots of time. I love yes. sitting on the bus. <laughs> okay. Um, favorite place on a sunny summer's day? A London park or the Thames or somewhere else? Oh, that's really difficult. Um, I have been rowing for the past year. Right. So I, I really enjoyed being on the Thames in the summer in okay. a rowboat. Oh, nice. Um, unfortunately, that's something that is going to maybe be ending somewhat soon just because of my new work schedule. Right. But hopefully I'll be able to come back to it okay. later in my and life. Whereabouts are you rowing? Or have so been rowing? It's, um, it's near Mortlake. Okay. So, yeah, it's just a really lovely, beautiful bit. Yeah, just being by the river and the smell of the river, and it's just really, really nice. Yes. 
I mean, I think any place in the sunshine just makes the world seem better. So yeah. even just walking around central London and even the touristy bits. I'm a big, I'm a sucker for the touristy bits. Are you really? I yeah. You're probably still exploring a lot of them because you haven't got time. Cause you're yeah, always... yeah. I think some of that is that, but also like, I don't know, I just like all the busy and the people and yeah, the, I don't know. I just really like that <laughs> feeling of a city growing up like in a really small town where there, there was no Costa, there was no like little place to go unless you drove. So to just be able to like, leave my house and be like, oh, I'm going to go sit in a costa. I love that. <laughs> it's silly, but I don't, I don't know. I guess I, I'm, I'm still a little bit country girl who, oh, I can sit in a costa in the city and it's fine. Okay. So you're, you're still kind yeah. of living through those, all, all those experiences yeah. that we've been living for so long that we don't even Yeah, you're, there, you're like, no, I've got to find this unique hipster coffee shop that serves, I don't know, blue tea or something <laughs> like No, I'm just like, no, I love like a costa or even this but i know this maybe it's the american me i just love a chain what can you I say? <laughs> well there we go we found the person who loves the chains. i know i know i'm sorry it's just they're convenient they're dependable and you can watch the world go by and yeah yeah i know i can sit there and use their toilet so like, <laughs> takes okay. all my boxes all very practical <laughs> okay um favorite london expression or english phrase is there Ooh. anything that's really kind of um makes you laugh or bemused you when you first heard it oh there are so many and i now now i know to see if i can remember any of them um yeah i don't know the only one i can think of is swish i really like that word like swish? something is really swish okay. I, I had a colleague um say that all the time oh that's very swish and like very fancy i was like okay. i like that okay. we'll go with that yeah i'm sure, I'm sure that you know, there's probably so many more, but if I had a moment to think about them, I'd probably think of a better one, but that's the only one I can think of right now. Well, there, there we go. I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, street food or pub grub? Ooh, that's really tough. <laughs> I, I think probably street food. Yeah. Because I'm not, I, I feel like I'm a bad immigrant now coming to the, 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 but I'm not a big fan of like a roast. Like, I like a roast dinner, especially if somebody else has made it for me. But if I had a choice between like a roast dinner or like some foam noodles or like, dim sum or some kind of street like vendor food i'd probably pick the street vendor food better yes. okay. yeah just I, I love a roast dinner but it's sometimes a bit heavy yes so, and the street food there is so much variety now, yeah just it? it's just variety and i i'm quite a fan of spicy food as my husband will attest to he gets very grumpy when he cooks me a lovely delicious meal and i pour hot sauce on top of it <laughs> so i just i what can i say i'm a girl from buffalo there's got to be hot sauce on there so yeah. do, you, do you have um a favorite place for street food that, that any markets that you visit Ooh. regularly or is um, it, just... it kind of shifts at the moment i'm really enjoying spitalfields market at the minute okay um i like they've got these dumplings with soup inside and i've burned my tongue on them like a hundred times even though i know how hot they're going to be but they're so <laughs> delicious they're probably my favorite <laughs> right now but it changes it just yeah. all the time that's your that's your that's that's current, place that's my moment. currently go-to place at the okay. moment <laughs> all right fantastic on to our second round of questions. Okay. <laughs> so um, where was home originally? You just mentioned I know I Buffalo, did. So. Buffalo, New York. Um, so I, I originally I grew up in Wales, New York, which is very ironic because it is spelled the same. Is it? Um, okay. Whereabouts is that? So then? it's south of Buffalo, um, maybe 30, 45 minutes south of Buffalo. Mm -hmm. um, it's quite a small rural town. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a general store at the end of our road that we used to love to walk to and get assorted subs, which are... <laughs> It's subs with like different slices of meat on them and cheese and okay. probably not very good for you, but they were delicious. Um, but I just remember doing that or walking down and getting a chicken finger sub. So, um, but yeah, Buffalo is about, um, I guess to locate Buffalo a bit more, it's in New York state, mm. but not the fun part. 
I'm about 10 hours from New York City on the train. Okay. And oh my goodness, yeah. that far. Okay, yeah, so far. about an hour flight. Um, but we're, like, where my mom is living now, it's about 45 minutes from Toronto. Okay. Maybe 10, 15 minutes from the border of Canada. Right. So, yeah. So you, do you pop over to Canada then? Um, is, it, is it closer to go to Canada than to Oh, to... definitely. I've yeah. probably spent more time in Canada than New York City. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, That's the thing about living close to a border, isn't it? Yeah. And it used to be you didn't need a passport. You just need your birth certificate and a photo. Now you can go over with like an enhanced driver's license. Okay. Um, but I think they're changing that now to be a passport as well. So how does that work for you when you're, you're not a driver? Um, so... I, when I was in Buffalo, I had to drive because you have to drive oh, kind of everywhere, okay. which is where my fear comes from. <laughs> okay. Um, and actually, I, I'd taken a friend from university because I, I went to university originally in Tampa and I had a friend visiting and I accidentally drove us across the Canadian border on accident. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, which was embarrassing. <laughs> um, luckily, we already had our passports on us because okay, we were planning to go up to Niagara Falls because um, we're near Niagara Falls, like the big, beautiful yeah, yes. Niagara Falls. Yeah, the Niagara Falls yeah. <laughs> um, to, to see them anyway and cross the border on foot. Yes. Um, but yeah, instead I, I missed the exit and I drove us almost all the way to Canada. <laughs> and we had to go through customs and come back around the other way. Oh no. So that was embarrassing. You got yeah. there quicker in, in the end, did you? Uh, as a result of driving over the border. I, I didn't get there quicker. Yeah. I mean, I, I crossed the border and then had to go, turn around in the parking lot of customs to go back into the queue to get back to the US. And it was like 100 degrees and the line oh, was really long. Yeah. I asked you earlier, actually, whether you had a desire to go back there to live. And at the moment, you're you're just settled in, in London, even though you get yeah. homesick. Yeah. Um, I mean, it depends. Like, I don't have a desire, like a practical desire. Like, mm. um, like I don't think it's going to practically work for us to co go back. Um, yes. I mean, I'm, I'm closer, obviously, to getting a British citizenship than my husband is getting American citizenship. And, yeah, the healthcare system is a bit complicated and things like that. Uh, yeah. For other, other personal reasons, it might be a bit tricky for us to go and live there forever. <laughs> so, yeah. And also, my husband's quite established in his job. And, yeah, I'm working on similar establishments. Yeah. And there's yeah, lots so. of practical reasons to stay. But on a, on a bad day when you're feeling a bit sad and you just, like, or even, like, a sunny day and you get that smell that brings you, like, quite a lot like cut grass or like something barbecuing and you go oh yeah I could go home now <laughs> and yeah I, I miss you know the county fair or something like that so, silly silly little things are just like sitting on my mom's front porch and like watching the world go by and being like oh yeah I kind of miss that okay so, so that is actually what I was leading up to oh, with my next question which is I'm like just your, gonna plow your, ahead your fondest your fondest memory Diana's just come up to say hello yeah so sorry she's, she's jingle belling yeah That's she's got a bell on so she doesn't catch anything okay <laughs> so you know um, maybe maybe we're dampening her her hunting prowess <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so fondest so fondest memory some of those what you what you've just mentioned or do you have a particular memory that's that's that is very or that kind of is your your first thing that you think of apart from the subs oh yeah <laughs> the subs <laughs> i mean food is obviously it always brings you back doesn't it yeah and buffalo is known for like the buffalo chicken wings and pizza course, yes. and um, root beer and like yeah some very american -y foods like hot dogs we've got like a special hot dog place like ted's hot dogs and things like that okay um yeah so i mean food always brings you back like there's things like I can't get here. I can get here, but they taste slightly different, probably mm -hmm. because they're less they're less healthy in the U.S., which is probably terrible to say, but probably also a bit true. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's I know it's it's it depends on the day. Usually, I feel like in the spring or in the summer when it's warmer, I get more nostalgia because the, the 
the weather is similar in the spring, whereas okay. Buffalo in the winter is lots of snow yes. and it's very wet. And obviously London, not a lot of snow, usually rather mild. So it, mm. it's harder for those memories to come back. Yes, but just, spring triggers yeah, it Yeah, it does. Mm. It's just like the smell of grass or the smell of like summer. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. It just makes you think of being, I don't know, a kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it really just depends on the day and what's triggered. Like, um if I was to go and visit Buffalo, or Wales even, <laughs> yeah, Wales <laughs> in New York, New York State, isn't it? Where would you suggest I go? Oh, that's so exciting! Okay, so um, Buffalo's. I, I feel I feel poor Buffalo's get a little bit of a. It gets a bit forgotten because it it has a similar history to Detroit uh, in that it was you know big manufacturing town. Right. Um, it's the end of the Erie Canal, so mm -hmm. it's a huge canal that goes from New York City all the way up to the Great Lakes. Okay. Um, so it's famous for like Art Deco, um, the 1920s, very great Gatsby. Like there's lots of um, oh, wow. like that kind of architecture. Like our town hall is beautiful. You can climb up there. Mm. Um, we have uh, lots of uh, like artist uh, villages. So mm -hmm. like the um, Roycroft movement, which is like the handicraft movement. Mm -hmm. That's in East Aurora, which is very close to where I grew up. Um, actually, that was like my nearest town. town. <laughs> yes. Um, so I recommend there. There's... Um, like Elmwood, which is lots of like kind of hippie, funky, crafty places. So I quite like that sort of thing. Like I used to love being, because I was scared to drive in the city. So anytime anyone would give me, let me go down there and so I could sit in a cafe, I'd be like, yeah, okay. that was... To Elmwood, um, yeah. Yeah, Elmwood is just beautiful. And um, it's just, it's a beautiful place to walk around. It's got lots of really old, when you picture like a, like a American type of house, like... Yes. Um, like with the lots of stories and the front porches. With the front porches, yeah. the chairs out the front. Yeah, that sort of thing. And it, I mean, we're not in the south or anything, but mm. it's still got a very like northern. I, I, it's hard to explain. Okay. <laughs> like a Norman Rockwell kind of picture. Um, and they're doing so much to it. Like it's it's kind of had a similar like Detroit's kind of coming back and yeah, it's like a hipstery town and Buffalo's kind of doing that as well. Like every time I come back, I'm just in, so impressed. Like with all the craft beers and. You know, all the new hip places and a lot of the old factory buildings and the, the grade silos and all of that, they're like redoing it so that you know, now there's an open cinema on the grade silos and oh, like um, a roller derby in there. And yeah, uh, I think it's once a week that they do a big, huge bike ride through the whole city. Like they shut down the streets and you like ride through Buffalo. Okay. So it's, yeah, there's like, it's a lot of things that are coming back so yes. and being very inventive and bringing yeah, people, bringing getting things people's... back and, and even like heading out to where I grew up, there's a lot of older history like even uh, the Barilla Museum which is very very small. What was it called? <laughs> it's the Barilla Museum. Okay. So so I, my town is a part of three sort of towns that sort of come together and they do the school district together and it's Elmer Barilla in Wales. So right. yeah and they do like rec leagues and everything together so Barilla is uh, where my grandparents are and where my dad um, lives at the moment and mm -hmm. yeah so they, they, they all kind of yeah there's just like like plows and um, you know the Iroquois Nation is there and so there's so much, there's and then of course there's Niagara Falls, the big huge yes. falls, and okay. there's a uh, the American side's got a lot to offer there. Mm. Um, it's got a beautiful park, and um, the Canadian side is lovely. It's got it's a bit more touristy built up, like lots of restaurants and things. But the American side's got more nature things, I think. Okay. So yeah, I think I have to go because you've really sold <laughs> yeah, it to me. Yeah, I know. It's, art uh, Deco. If, that was um, yeah. If you if you are an art person, um, it's uh, the Art Deco is amazing. They have lots of um, I can't remember the name of the architect, which is terrible of me. <laughs> um, he's, a, he's an architect. Uh, oh no, what is his name? <laughs> it's going to bother me now. 
I'll look it up. And I want to say, it, I wanna say it's Frank, Frank Lloyd Wright, but I don't know if that's correct. Okay. But something like, yeah. Okay, all right. So, but lots and lots of, lots of that. Oh, architecture, okay. Uh, yeah. And a big medical campus. So, yeah, one of the biggest cancer research centers in and okay. I think it's the home of the pacemaker as well, but I'm not sure. So don't quote okay. me on that. <laughs> Maybe research that before you keep that in. <laughs> Very appealing. I'm, yeah. I'm off. I'm off for it, definitely. So, okay, we're going to do another quick round of questions okay. for you. Um, are you a cinema or theatre goer or, or something else? Um, at the minute, I'd say probably more theatre goer just because we are we have set ourselves a goal because we say we live in london and we don't do enough art things just because right. when you live somewhere you don't seem to ever go to any of the things no, i know i suffer from that too. so we we have tried to say one thing every month will be um our, our artistic thing um and there's actually a pub not far from us that i think it's called the bridge house that does has a teeny weeny theater mm-hmm. and um they do productions like pub pub theater productions which sounds terrible but they're actually fantastic yeah some can be very yeah good, we so. just saw in the shed of the black dog okay. which is a one-man one-man play which sounds like like when we first sat down we went oh my god what have we bought tickets to it was fantastic was it and okay. before that we saw tick tick boom which is a musical about the the gentleman who wrote Rent, mm-hmm. um, so it's based on his life, and that was really good as well. So I think definitely more wow. of that. Yeah. Um, it is affordable; you can do it. Sometimes we do splash out. Like yes. I think we're going to go see something at Sadler Wells for right. my birthday. Very nice. <laughs> so that's a splash out. Yes. <laughs> um, but you can find lots of little art things that they count. Yes, they do count. <laughs> and, then, and actually, yeah. they're normally very good quality. Yeah, as well. we're, we're still trying to figure out the Opera House because they have some sort of like Friday ticket rush. Mm-hmm. But neither of us can figure out how to do it. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how it works. I'm not sure right. how it works either. Yeah. We've tried to figure it out okay. because it'd be good to see. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, dinner out or nightlife to dawn? Oh, no, just dinner out. Dinner, right? I, I, I need to be in bed by 10. I Did start you? to fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've never been, like, even university years, like, I tried. I tried and I, I made it a few times to, like, 3 a.m. before I... But for the most part, I'm like, guys, I'm done. I don't have to, to go, go to bed. bed. I have to go to bed. <laughs> so where, where do you have a go-to place for dinner that you would like um, to go? I, we don't at the minute, but I am kind of an advocate for having that go-to place because my, my aunt and uncle and my mom a bit as well, they have like a go-to place that they go to where the waiters know them and they just like... I just like that idea that like you go and the waiter knows you, you go, oh, welcome back. And, yes, yeah. Um, you feel more comfortable. Yeah, you, well, it's not even comfortable. It's just like it feels like you're actually supporting a restaurant rather than sure. just showing up. Yeah. I mean, at the minute, I go every morning um, before I go to work to a cafe called The Good Hope. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's in it's near Heather Green Station. And it's I just get a chai latte every morning. But mainly because by the time I get there, I really need the toilet. <laughs> Yeah, so there we go. That's yeah. why. And they, they, they're, they're really lovely. And they, they asked me the other day, actually, well, oh, I, I should probably find out your name because we've just been calling you the Chai Lady. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's fine. I can go by Chai Lady. Favourite place to go walking or cycling in or around London? Oh, hmm. I want to be more of a cyclist, but I don't have a very good bike. And I'm a bit, I'm, I'm afraid of driving. So getting on the London roads on a bicycle makes yeah. me very nervous. Um, but walking, oh, at the minute, and this is going to sound very terribly touristy, I really, I really like walking around Piccadilly. Okay. And I no, know that's that sounds, lovely, actually. Yeah, and even around Chinatown and that just, I don't know, just feeling like you're a small portion of humanity is, is just very appealing to me. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I like uh, that. Yeah, Good I answer. Know, yeah. <laughs> yes. No, it's also just, 
It is because quite often you think walking, you have to go, you go to a park or something. But yeah. sometimes actually just walking, particularly on a, I don't know, on a Sunday or a Saturday afternoon mm. when there's maybe lots, quite a lot of people around, but not too many, and you you're yeah. looking at the buildings and you're just well, even even just when you're in like a swarm, you just feel like I don't know, it just gives you a sense of perspective, like you feel very small mm. and in this like swarm community. But it also makes me feel a bit like a local at the same time. Like I feel like I've got my headphones in and I kind of know where everything is now. Um, and I just feel like, oh, I, I, I live here and, you know, maybe none of these people suspect it, but like, oh, I'm actually kind of a Londoner. And yeah. <laughs> like it just makes you feel like there's a part of it that makes you feel very small and a part of it that makes you feel like quite big in yourself as yes. well. So I just really like that. It's familiarity. Yeah, it's, 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 it's both familiarity, but also being surrounded by like swarms of people. It just makes you feel like, oh, well, my problems are just like a little tiny thing in like the big sea of humanity, you know? <laughs> Some people look at the stars. I just walk around Piccadilly with the tourists. I don't know. <laughs> well, each to their own. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just shows there's something for everyone. Yeah, London. exactly. Well, it's, uh, you know, life is short and you've got to find those moments where exactly. you're, you're reminded, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in your own head and your own worries and your own fears. And I do it all the time. You know, I, I get myself in a loop and I can't break it. But something about walking around with all those people around and just being like, huh, actually, you know, all these people probably have similar worries and similar fears of mortality, and I'm just swimming. You know? <laughs> We're on our third round of questions okay. now. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Ooh, anywhere without, like, any problem, like, any ramifications to do with my social circle and, like, family and everything else, I'd probably move to Japan. Would you? I love Japan. We went... Um, oh my goodness, it was two years ago now. Yeah, and I just loved everything. I loved the food, the people were wonderful. I mean, talk about swimming in the sea of humanity, you walk around, around Tokyo and you just feel like even a smaller speck. And, yes. Um, yeah, there's just, I don't know, there's just something about the culture that's, I mean, obviously I've only skimmed the surface just visiting for a few weeks and, mm. you know, reading, but there's something about it that just really intrigues me and I just want to learn more and digest more and, yes. yeah, spend, spend some time there, I think. Okay. So, yeah. Wow, because you, you spent a bit of time in, in China, I did didn't spend you? some time in China, and how, yeah. what was the correlations between the two, or were they completely different? I mean, in terms of... Very, it was very different. I mean, culturally. Yeah, I it was, it's, it's, just, it's just very different. And I, I don't know, like, I, I, I enjoyed my time in China. I think I had, I think if I'm being honest, I had some personal problems when I was in China because I was studying there and I lost my funding in the middle of it, which oh, was very no. stressful. Um, yeah, and I just had, I had quite a few other adjustment problems like moving to China for those six months that kind of made it hard to relax and mm -hmm. and yeah just really enjoyed as much as I probably could have um, yeah and Japan it, was a different yeah story. Japan was just I don't know like it probably was because I was on holiday and it was a place I'd I kind of dreamed of visiting since I was a kid and I, I mean it's how I fell into China, Chinese studies to begin with because I went to Edinburgh to, to study Chinese but Originally, I was taking Japanese classes at Tampa. They didn't get enough students to continue the classes. So they're like, well, Chinese is close. So I fell into Chinese and I just kept going. Right. Um, so yeah, it's finally being able to go to this place that ever since I was a kid, like I love the Ninja Turtles and anime. And I just grew up with that pop culture stuff that I knew is only like the surface of Japan. But just 
this to go where yeah to just like that thing that when you're a kid and you kind of have this dream of the of a place and then and then you actually get to go it's yeah it was just something and fulfilled a dream yeah it did and it was it it was more than what I expected in so many good ways so yeah (laughs) Japan is on my list yeah it's I want to go back I definitely want to go back (laughs) okay you're not the first person who I've asked this question who said they want to go and live in Japan yeah (laughs) it's so expensive and it's so very out of reach but do you, I mean, I think I know the answer to this question. You, do you have a wanderlust? I believe you probably uh, do. Yeah, <laughs> big time. <laughs> but, but I think also you might also be an armchair traveller in terms, do you read books around places or are you kind of... Um, I, you know what? It, it may shock you, but I do not really like travel fiction because yep. I don't like to read about other people going to places I want to go to. Go to. No, that's yeah. I, I totally agree with that, actually. Yeah. But uh, I like to read books set in different places. Yes, I with a with a story rather I'm, than than a non-fiction. Yeah, I I struggle sometimes. With, I mean, I like learning the history of a place or the culture of a place, but I struggle with travel narrative just because I don't I don't know. I don't want to hear other people's opinions of it. I want to form my own, and also sometimes yeah. I get a bit of jealousy. <laughs> I want to be there. <laughs> um, but my my current reading goal is I, I want to read more classics from non-Western cultures, mm-hmm. uh, particularly China and Japan, Korea, you know, East Asia. I, I mean, I know there's so many different areas of the world to read, but for whatever reason, this area of the world just really caught my fascination. Yes. And I feel a bit sad that in the West, it's, it's really hard sometimes to find some of these things and a good translation. And yeah, the translation is the yeah. issue. I think it's getting much better. It's getting better, yeah. Much better. So, Definitely. Um, um, in fact, through the book club, we've read a few that yeah, have had good translations. But it just, it just feels like it's missing. You know, we even in school, like the history, we learn about ancient Greek and ancient Rome and all of these but there's a civilization way older than that that's having like really interesting thoughts and I just yes. yeah I, I mean I'm trying to do some more research about it to, to kind of broaden my horizons and reading and um, do you yeah. have a book in mind that you want to read in, from that area at the moment that's so many <laughs> yeah so many <laughs> um, I mean I think the biggest challenge that I, I'd like to try and tackle is that there's like the big four in the Chinese literature it's the dream of the red chamber um, the Water Margins, The Three Kingdoms, and I always forget the last one, which is really embarrassing. <laughs> and they're written by... They're, they're like ancient Chinese ancient classics, Chinese. Okay. and I want to try and actually read them. So, right. yeah. And do you, do you know that they are translated well? Or so, is I, I've got a copy of The Water Margin in translation. I don't know how well it's translated, but I don't think my Chinese will ever be good enough to make a judgment, which is a bit sad. Yeah. Um, and then I know Dream of the Red Chamber, I've been, Penguin has a series of them, Volume 1, Volume 2, Volume 3, Volume 4, Volume 5, because it's very, very long. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that's a good translation. I just yeah. try and trust the publishers a bit. Penguin's quite a big publisher. If they didn't do it right, people would know. Yes. So, um, which is a bit unfortunate because, you know, I, some of the small independent publishers do do really good translations, but it's hard to know because there are so many. Yes, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yes. So moving on from that question, what place has impacted you the most that you, when you've visited it? Oh. Or had the biggest impact on you in all your travels around? That's really hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think, I think every place you take a piece of you with you, really. Um, I mean, if, if I'm, as much as I love Japan and it fulfilled everything, I think I probably had the most personal growth 
either in Edinburgh or in Washington DC. Mm-hmm. So I did. I, I actually the reason I ended up in Edinburgh was because of DC. So okay, um, so there is a link. Yeah, there is. There is oh, actually it's quite a long link. But yeah, I was I was studying in, for my undergraduate in Tampa, and I kind of I spent so much energy being. I guess it's probably the millennial dream, like just wanting to get out of the small town and, you know, everyone said you work hard and you go to university and your problems are solved, or at least that's how it seemed when you're, you know, 17, 18. Um, and I got to Tampa and after working very hard and realized I had no idea what I wanted to do after that. Okay, um, yeah. So I ended up getting, uh, signing up to an internship in Washington, D.C. Um, with the Naval Museum, of all places. Okay. I'd watched an Indiana Jones movie and thought I wanted to be an archaeologist. I mean, there we are. Don't we all do that? <laughs> and um, so I was working there, and they actually had um, students from Aberdeen come for uh, a couple weeks as, as a part of an exchange program. They really opened up my world a bit, because it was the first time I had, like, a... This is going to sound very pathetic, but it was the first time I had, like, a group of friends that was as an adult. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, and not even as an adult. I just... Uh, I struggled in high school a little bit to make friends um, for different reasons, and uh, it was a lot of people go through that. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it 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 sounds it sounds. I know exactly how cliche it is, which is why I'm hesitant to even like say it. But it was the first time I'd stepped out of myself and made friends. And I mean, they were older than me. It was the first time I got drunk. It was the first time I like had a romance. Mm -hmm. It was like all of those things. And I, they left, and I just felt so flat, sad and flat. And I came back to Tampa, and I tried to recreate those things there. And um, I mean, I finished Tampa, and I, with a degree, I was like, Meh, I really don't want the real world yet. So let's go to Edinburgh. Okay. So. <laughs> and yeah, so I ended up in Edinburgh, and then yeah, I met James. Oh, okay, yeah. so you met James. And I, I met James in Edinburgh. You're now, for the listeners, yeah. you're now husband. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, my now husband, and we were in China together, so we were in the same course. And right. I mean. It's it's just like it's weird because you can't think of like it's one point in my life where it kind of really changed the trajectory of where I was going to go and I'm very grateful to that time and that place mm-hmm. um, because I wouldn't have the life I have now with the person I have now who's it'll be four years in September and yeah oh, still going still going strong <laughs> maybe maybe still I bet there's people out there going oh god <laughs> early years we'll just you wait woman <laughs> so, but yeah. It, uh, the, so I, I'm grateful to that time. So that okay. I think that place is probably one that's changed me the most. So, right. Yeah. Okay. That's a lovely answer. Yeah. Like answer. <laughs> probably <Okay>. too long. <laughs> not at all. Believe it or not, we're on to our, our, our last question. Oh, so, okay. Um, so, I feel like I'm going to send you home in the rain. <laughs> uh, we'll just make this question last a long okay, time. Okay. <laughs> I'll talk really slowly. <laughs> so... Um, on, on the basis, so you've come to London and you, and to the UK, and for those coming to London now for the first time, what would be the one piece of advice you would give them coming to London? Oh my goodness, <laughs> um, I guess I, I mean it sounds cheesy, but it's it's a little bit that if it if it's meant to be, it's going to it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I wish I could take that on my own advice, but I don't, and I know you. It oftentimes feels like you're fighting against this tide of things that just wants you to like be miserable and fail. Um, I mean, when I first came here, it was the visa and the work and just feeling like, oh my God, what have I done? I've just uprooted my entire life. And yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it turned out, it turned out good. <laughs> it, I mean, so far, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. And even those, those bad, miserable, horrible moments where you just want to like crawl into a small hole and be like, oh God, they, they've turned out okay. Mm. Um, I mean, even talking about DC, like all of those things, they eventually led to, you know, me finding James and Yes, I've got lots of debt, and um, I'm still going to have to pay for another visa. <laughs> and um, and uh, sometimes I feel a bit sad missing my family, but you know, I I, I love the life I have now, mm. and I think I'm I'm a person who's a lot more understanding 
a lot more patient with other people and because of all those things yeah um so I guess I guess if I had any advice and it's probably it's, it's, it's in, it sounds like pitiful horrible advice when you wish you could give someone something really substantive like don't go on the tube on Tuesdays or something like that but you yeah, know yeah. what will happen will happen yeah and all you can do is try very hard and let the experiences happen you yes. know I think that's a very good piece of advice <laughs> so, actually it's just absorb it let it happen and, yeah and, and uh, I trust your instinct too, yeah and then you feels right I mean yeah. my first week here I got swindled out of 50 pounds so mm. uh, I mean I yeah I I went to meet my husband somewhere and the woman was like will you buy me a, a sandwich from the grocery store and I was like, yes, yes, I'll buy, I, like, I've done it before, I'll buy, buy something. And she ended up filling up a whole trolley full of groceries. And by that point, I was like, what do I do now? So I ended up just paying for 50 pounds worth of groceries. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it's an experience I've learned from, and you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, it, Hopefully she enjoyed all the food. Uh, you know what, I, I went, I, 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 I went down a side. I went down a side alley and called my husband. Cheers, going. I'm so sorry. I've just wasted fifty pounds on this woman, and I was just going. All I can hope is that she was genuine, and I just bought groceries for her family. You know, you, you just yeah. you really don't know. And yeah, um, yeah. Just I guess I, I don't know. It's it, it, all of it is advice that I, I'm still learning to take myself because I'm not I'm not often very patient with myself. Mm. So. Mm. Um, and when you're in the middle of, of the drama, you're like, how can this possibly be another learning experience? <laughs> <laughs> haven't I had haven't enough? I had, haven't I learned enough? <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I haven't had too many like catastrophes in my life. You know, then I'm very much aware and appreciative that there are people out there who've, you know, had a lot more suffering in life than I have. And yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm white and I speak English and I'm from an English speaking country and um, you know, in, in many ways, my adjustment to London life has, is going to always be a lot easier than so many other people. And, yes, yes. Um, that, that, that's the very, very sad reality. And mm. so, yeah. Well, AJ, that's a fantastic piece okay. of advice. And I, no, it's really, and it's also very thought provoking too. And it's just, um, it's good to hear the story from somebody from America who's had all your know, visa problems and all this kind of thing. Yeah. Because, because it's not easy. And no. I, we, we take it for granted being from the UK, having a British passport, life is is pretty easy, really. I mean, or a lot, mm. much easier for us. And uh, perhaps if we were going to America, it wouldn't be so no, easy. No, it, you know, it's, uh, I guess the truth of the matter is, is it's always easier um, to stay where you are. And there's nothing wrong with staying where you are if you're happy there. But, you know, it's growth comes from movement and yeah. You know, I learn a lot more about the visa system than I knew before, and I have a lot more empathy for people who've got to go through it than yeah. I ever did before. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank you, no AJ. Worries. <laughs> and it's been fantastic talking to you, and I'm sure the listeners will have, will have some really good takeaways. Okay, good. This. I hope it wasn't too boring. Not, not at all. And certainly, I'm going to be off to Buffalo and yeah, Wales because <laughs> you've sold that. Well, my family would be happy to have you. They'll roll out the red carpet. <laughs> Anyone with an English accent that gets an excited hello. Oh, so just let me know. Okay, I'll give you, <laughs> you'll I'll have, give you'll you have you. many, many happy tour guides. <laughs> Thank you. I'll give you a definitely advance warning anyway. <laughs> they were, they've got to be prepared for me as well. Oh, yeah. Know? Well, don't, don't you worry. <laughs> Bring an empty stomach. <laughs> you'll be fed <laughs> copiously. <laughs> um, okay so to all the listeners out there thank you very much for listening I hope you've enjoyed the show if you have please do share this with your friends and hopefully they will enjoy it too um, please do give us a rating and a review we're always interested to know what people have to say and AJ will be interested to hear what people have to say about her chat with me and please do subscribe because that's really important as well but other than that we hope that you've had a good 
listen today and we'll be back next week with more travelling through tales from London's melting pot of cultures. The London Pool. What makes you stay and what makes you leave? But for now, take care and thanks for listening. Thank you.